Welcome back to All the Diets Under the Sun by Guillermo Perez. I am Guillermo Perez. While we're moving along, today is 4th of July, 2019. What a wonderful, beautiful day it is here in Mountainside, New Jersey. Um, it's just, I'm going to a party later this afternoon, and I know it's just going to be a wonderful day, and this evening, of course, the fireworks in town. And the forecast is perfect, so they should get off. Another thing I wanted to mention was that recently I was in Reno, Nevada, and, and I saw a musician playing who was wonderful. His name is Milton Merlos, M-E-R-L-O-S, Milton Merlos, and his website is www.milton.merlos.com. It's like a mixed classical Spanish guitar with, with pop songs, and he does a fantastic job. I just wanted to share that information with you, just because I like to promote People who do a good job. So if you want to check it out, it's really good. Nice music, and I think you would enjoy it. For now, I'm experimenting here. i got some uh, Chopin playing in the background, and I hope that that adds some color to uh, my reading. And so this is a reading, again, from All the Diets Under the Sun, Chapter 13. And the name of the chapter is Back to Where I Came From. I often visited the U.S. government website. They had a lot of useful information and tools. The BMI calculator had become one of the barometers of how I was doing, and it informed me that I was obese. However, the website does not get it all right, because they are heavily influenced by big money and the strong arm of the food industry. In no small way, the government is actually responsible for the continued failure of people like me to stay at a healthy weight. From the end of 2011 to 2014, I had many business successes and struggles. Being in the precious metals industry and taking risks at the time I did was a mistake in hindsight, but I just had to try to better my circumstances. For once in my life, I just wanted to be ahead of the game instead of constantly under pressure. It seemed like I was finally going to have that success, yet it didn't come to fruition. But you know what? I would never change those decisions for anything. I had so many great experiences and made so many friends. I knew that every new experience brings knowledge that you just can't get any other way. The only complication is that uncertainty and risk bring about stress. Stress makes me seek out something to take the edge off and have a few laughs. In times like that, I let myself go, eating and drinking which overrode what had become a well-disciplined life. I kept trying to keep the weight off, but every week as I stepped on the scale, I saw it continually rise. Now I am five years older and don't seem to have the energy I had a few years back. I seem to have lost some of the confidence I had back then too. I even reread the book on discipline that had been so important, but my head was just not in it. I have cravings constantly and shoving food and drink in my mouth seem to be the only way to placate them. One interesting note is that when I am very active, food doesn't cross my mind. It is always when I have that few minutes of downtime that I instantly reach for something. I ask myself, why? I just can never find the answer. And I put it down to my own inner weakness. I believe that this until recently. A few years ago, I stopped riding my bicycle when a driver tried to purposely push me off the road, even though I had right of way. 
I thought to myself, I am over 50 years old, and a serious fall could cripple me or kill me. I gave away my Trek road bike, which had at least 10,000 or more miles on it. I began walking. In the very heavy rain or in the evening, I would add exercise by doing the treadmill and lifting weights at home. I started watching Netflix on the treadmill. Without the high of bicycling, I was getting bored of just listening to music while exercising and needed to give myself another incentive to get on the treadmill. Entertainment became the key, and if it wasn't for Netflix, I would probably have even stopped this routine. Luckily, my treadmill is located in my office gym where I have a bench and weights as well. On my desk, I had my Dell all-in-one computer with high-definition picture quality. I simply queued up the program and turned the computer screen so I could watch it. Then I had to figure out how I could hear the shows over the noise of the machine. My father had given me wireless headphones many years earlier, and I was using them mostly to listen to music. My younger brother had bought my father the headphones because he was having trouble hearing the TV, but he is stubborn and didn't want to use them. Instead, he blasted the volume so you can hear his show from another state. One day, when I was visiting him, I saw them and asked him about them, and he ended up giving them to me. I was just lucky, unlike his wife Elena, who has not lost her hearing and still has to watch TV with him at that volume. The headphones were Sony, and they lasted 10 years. I am now on my second pair. They are well-priced when new, but to save a little money, I bought a refurbished pair that works flawlessly. Getting back to my story, I started watching different comedies and shows. For me, this is rare because I typically prefer fodder that expands my mind. I seem to need that bit of complete abandon to help me reduce my stress levels. Then I switched to drama and began power watching several series while on the treadmill. The first complete series I watched was Breaking Bad. I realized that the addictiveness of a good story would keep me getting on the treadmill, and at the least help to get me in shape. Good shows, which honestly are few these days, are part of my greater new solution to my weight problem. Several times I became bored by the stupidity of a storyline, or offended by some disgusting over-the-top sex scenes. I decided to switch gears and watch something educational. The first, first things I watched were shows about wild animals. After you have watched many of them, you realize they are the same show over and over again with a different host and slightly different take. This eventually got tedious as well. Then I watched shows about history, science, and mathematics. It always surprised me how much myth and propaganda there are in alleged documentaries. I believe pointing out the revisionist agenda would make a great documentary. If you can't use a piece of knowledge, even that becomes a burden. It's like filling a bookshelf with technical books and instruction manuals that you will never use. I looked for other viewing options. Then I realized there was a bunch of shows about nutritional health. I remember the first show I watched was Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead 2. It was a total mind explosion. I was learning about the importance of the quality of our food choices for the first time in my life, such as natural versus GMO, genetically modified organisms that is, and natural foods over processed foods. 
In this show, the creator's purpose was to get healthy by juicing. The truth is, it does work, and you can lose weight. But if the rest of your family is not on the same page, it is impossible to be totally immersed and persistent. I then watched more about it and kept learning one important thing. We have been lied to all our lives. Everything we have been told about food in our schools has been half-truths, and many of our illnesses come from the poor choices based on this terrible misinformation and misleading instructions. The U.S. government food pyramid we all grew up on is a lie. I continue to watch more documentaries about our food, where it comes from, and how it affects us. I watched Food, Inc., Cowspiracy, and a host of other documentaries that outline the corruption and complicity of our government in one of the most serious problems affecting our affluent society. Government laws have been manipulated to protect and promote different food businesses and franchises. This led me to the greatest discovery. Most of our population suffers from weight problems, not because we are inactive, though this may be true for some people, but because of one seriously dangerous element in so many foods. The reason why you and your family are all overweight is not because you have a fat gene, as they want you to believe. It isn't because the stress just drives you to eat more. It isn't because the food is so delicious that you just can't resist it. It's because we have been set up for failure. Didn't you ever wonder why you have a craving in the middle of the night, though you ate a full meal before going to bed? How about why sometimes you can't stop at just one? Or why do you sometimes find yourself eating more of something you don't even enjoy? I never had discussed this before with anyone. I thought I was crazy. My wife often caught me sitting at a table at a party devouring a bowl of potato chips, though I was not even hungry. She would give me a look and I would stop myself, but somehow my body wanted something more, even though my brain didn't want it. In the documentaries I watched, I finally realized what my problem was. Living with my situation in our society is always going to hinder my ability to keep on the right path. I have a serious condition that has not been officially recognized by our government or the medical field. I have been conditioned since as a child by the food in our society. I am addicted to sugar and I admit it. Many people consider this a joke. It is the furthest thing from a joke there can be. Sugar is twice as addictive as cocaine and the food industry spikes many foods with it. If your body has been conditioned for your whole life with this element always coursing through your veins, then the few times that you successfully lose weight, it will be only a matter of time before you slip back to your old ways. What do I mean by slipping? I mean allowing yourself white bread, crackers, or even just being at a party and eating that one appetizer or meal that may be laced with sugars. There are different sauces, barbecue, spaghetti, and more that contain it. You just wouldn't believe all the foods that contain white refined sugar. Any sugars will keep you addicted. Why do you think the folks that drink and eat diet foods don't even seem to lose weight and often gain more? It's simple. It's not the calories that harm you. It's the addiction caused by the sugars that drive your body's cravings, including those from which the calories have been allegedly removed. Now, if you take this seriously, you will 
realize that the U.S. government is complicit in this crime. Exercise alone will not help us keep the weight off. The freedom to put sugars of any form in food products that are sold to the public has to stop. I am once again obese as I write this book. I know my problem, but I live in a society that does not care about those who suffer with this affliction. For a moment, imagine a person who breaks their addiction to cocaine, but every time they go to someone's home, everyone ignores this and puts cocaine on the food and serves drinks with it as an ingredient and then wraps up the meal with a creamy cheese dessert with a week's worth of drug baked into it. What kind of inconsiderate person would do this? Or what kind of cruel government supports and promotes this activity in processed foods? There should be a revolt in this country. In my small way, I hope that this little book brings the point home. I suffer and I am one of millions. I would love to see this stop in my lifetime. I would like to be able to walk into a grocery where sugar-loaded treats are not easily available. How about a store where you have to get a permit to make a cake due to the dangers of refined sugars? Sounds crazy, but so many people are suffering and feeling miserable every day and getting physically ill. If you love your family, friends, and colleagues, you will help to keep these poisons away and not be another drug pusher or enabler. Right now, I look down at my fat belly and I feel weak and often eat more than I want. Yes, I can control it with willpower, but when everyone is tempting me, wherever I am, I just give up. I know that many people out there do not know this or refuse to believe it, but it is true. I know you have done your best and lost weight over and over again. Don't give up. Break the habit and ask your loved ones for help. Finally, pray that someday the children yet to come will not be conditioned to be addicted to the different forms of sugar that exist in our foods today. The weight, I was young, full of energy. Life was fun. I felt I was free. I grew a bit, so did my waist. Sign of success, clouded by a sinister taste. Foods have hidden a potent element. Your will is bidden to be its servant. The culprit identified. Promoters are the elite might. They control the laws, the foods we eat, just to make us consume more, to improve the GDP. It is believed to be their right. Suffering masses, we must rise and fight, or we will all die under the weight. This has been put upon us. We must find the will to win this good fight. Well, that ends chapter 13. I got two more chapters left. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm getting ready to go out to enjoy a nice 4th of July party at my friend's house, which is sure to be a blast. I hope that you enjoy the 4th of July as well. Many blessings to all of you out there. And remember, the most important thing we have is our freedom and liberty to believe and say what we believe, as long as it harms no one else's ability to do the same. God bless you.